Earth is having kind of a moment right now. Because with people staying home, the Earth is turning wilder and cleaner with reduced CO2, better air quality, and animals roaming the city streets. Turns out the best present for Earth Day is the same as the best present for Mother's Day. Time away from her children. Just get all the unruly humans out of her hair so Mother Earth can sit in a bubble bath and watch Outlander. <laughs> Outlander, I edited that poorly. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, it is kind of interesting. I'm not for. Uh, I'm not. I'm not one of those people that think the planet would be so much better if there weren't people. Because um, that's that's a weird philosophical, you know. Uh, well, there are people. Cul de sac right? you go into. Yeah. Um, there are. Deal with it. But some of those videos of whether you're talking about blue skies over cities that haven't had blue skies in decades, or the water being clear in Venice again. Or uh, have you seen, like, lions sleeping in the middle of roads in various places and stuff like that? A, a, a lot of uh, the animals taking back uh, taking back the earth are, are kind of kind of fun to see. But what are you One of do? our beloved listeners was talking about all the, the fish, and, and I can't remember all the species he mentioned, but they're clearly visible. So there are got to be whales and God knows what else, like right off of Waikiki. Now, because there aren't all sorts of people in the water. And so the, the wildlife is coming back briefly. I won't be surprised when this is all over. Uh, but listen, I have an apology to make to you, my friends. I um, I had a couple of different accounts of Bill Barr's uh, interview with Hugh Hewitt, and I couldn't find one of them, which included my favorite quote. So I just want to revisit that very briefly. And it's 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 I almost said funny. It's not the least bit funny. It's interesting how this intersects with. A big story out of Cal Unicornia we were talking about a little bit earlier on. And that's the other day there was an open things up protest on the lawn of the capital of California. And a number of people, uh, media outlets, politicians, were asking the CHP, these people weren't distancing. A lot of them didn't have masks. Why did you give a permit to the protest? And the answer was, I don't know, we just did. Um, well, then today, the CHP, California Highway Patrol, Eric Estrada et al. Uh, announced that uh, there would be no more permits. No more. There will be. What was the uh, specific wording? Do you have that in front of you, Jack? I do. In the interest of public safety and the health of all Californians, the California Highway Patrol will deny any permit requests for events or activities at all state facilities to include the state capitol until public health officials have determined it's safe to gather again. So a couple of days after you have a bunch of people gathering to complain about the government, the government announces you're not allowed to rally anymore. This is specifically what we're supposed to look out for. Right. Straight out of the Bill of Rights, the right to peaceably assemble, and the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances, a government agency has said, well, yeah, yeah, for health reasons, you can't do that. And now, coincidentally, listen. right after a big rally to complain about the government's actions. Right. Right. Now, it's conceivable that there are adequate reasons to do that. Oh, it's sure. at least conceivable. Sure, I'm not going to go full henny-penny, the sky is falling. But I tell you what, that sort of dictum ought to be arrived at with the greatest gravity and, and, and seriousness and careful explanation to the people. Listen, we're suspending the Bill of Rights, and here's why. That's not an overstatement. And now I've secured my favorite quote. Well, I tell you what, let's... um. Let's play clip number 61 of uh, Attorney General William Barr, then I'll expand a little bit. 
idea that you have to stay in your house is, is disturbingly close to house arrest. I'm not saying it wasn't justified. I'm not saying in some places it might be still justified. But it's very onerous, as is shutting down your livelihood. So these are very, very uh, burdensome uh, impingements on liberty. Yeah, I, I wish we had much more of that quote. Um, he said, these are very, very burdensome impingements on liberty, and we adopted them for the limited purpose of slowing down the spread. We didn't adopt them as the comprehensive way of dealing with this disease. We are now seeing that these are bending the curve, and we may have to, oh, I'm sorry, and we have to come up with more targeted approaches. I would say that is self-evident. And anybody who doesn't concede that that is clearly true should be excluded from the discussion. Because you're just, you're far, far too ignorant to participate. And the interesting part is that, of course, the internet went wild over bar. Oh, they want everybody to die of the disease. Oh, my God. Um, so I, I appreciate the Attorney General standing up and saying that. I've and it's a, it's a measure of the, the lack of wisdom and just youth and inexperience or, or political bias of our media, that that question, phrased in that way, isn't in front of us all the time. We're trading our liberties. Let's do this very, very carefully, and let's reappraise on a daily basis. Uh, right, and hey, liberal media, um, uh, you know, you start allowing this sort of thing to happen sometime, you might have a... Uh, uh Leaders that uh, are doing things you don't agree with and you're not allowed to gather and, and complain about it. Well, I don't think it's a stretch at all. If you are saying you can no longer peaceably assemble or petition the government for redress of grievances, as I was saying before, it's not a stretch at all to say we need to make sure the media is reporting stories that help with the coronavirus and don't lead to more deaths. You're already seeing, you know, pleas for that on Facebook and Twitter and, and all. Uh, and we had the example the other day of uh, Facebook hired censors, they called them fact checkers, who said, no, 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 it's fake news that this could have uh, arisen in a Chinese lab and sloppy safety procedures allowed the bat coronavirus to escape. That's fake news. Turns out one of the gals, she's a doctor, is on the take from the lab, and the other one has a bunch of friends there, and they're wildly biased, okay? And so, for now, the censorship has been in, well, it was like pro-Chinese, but come on, liberal media, you don't, you don't think the government could just take one more step and say, listen, we can't have panic, we're just going to temporarily... Limit the news stories you can run. Careful, folks, I'm telling you. Um, NFL draft is today, Sean? Do I understand that right? That was that normally, is, uh, yeah, round one of the NFL draft is uh, going to be televised tonight, which is normally a really I'm burning big deal. my draft card. I'm against the draft. It's normally a really big deal, but there might not even be an NFL season, so uh, it's not quite as exciting as normal. So there you go. Um, well, if they if there is an NFL season, it's going to be in empty stadiums. It's hard to imagine. Well, hasn't it? Hasn't somebody already said that there won't be any? Well, LA has already said there won't be any sporting events with crowds for the rest of 2020. Yeah, was that like a 
declaration or just a, a prediction? I think Mary Garcetti just said that. I don't know if he... If it was in like an interview. Of, I don't think it was like any sort of law yeah. or anything like yeah, that. He was just kind of hypothesizing. Yeah. I think he's probably well, right. Well, you know, you could sell one seat out of five, which would be a lot like the 49ers five years ago. Um <laughs> Uh, half em- mostly empty stadiums, or you know the Jacksonville Jaguars on many uh, occasions, yeah. or pick your favorite lo- loathsome team, um, and and you could play the games. Man, I would I would hate God to lose baseball and football. Oh, no, lose to, to me losing March Madness and the NBA playoffs. That's the only thing in sports I'm really into, and just that sucks. There a are lot good examples that. too. Yeah. Um. So another poll on this, we were just talking about some of this stuff, and this is the very latest poll, but this is my favorite part of it. An increasing number of people say their lives have been disrupted by the response to the coronavirus. Now 84% say their lives have been disrupted either a little or a lot. You're telling me there are 16% of people that say their lives have not been disrupted even a little. What what has gone on in the last three months? That's hilarious. We've received a handful of emails. We're talking about people who are totally unstressed by it, and we're making fun of them and how they're unaware. And we received some defiant emails. Look, I'm fine. My job's fine. My wife's fine. My kids are fine. Blah blah. blah. I'm not the least bit concerned about it. Well, that's that's okay. Concern. That's fine. That's its own thing. That's an emotion or an emotional response. But your life has not even been a little disrupted. You're telling me not even a little bit. Hmm. So you must not have been a sports fan, as we were just talking about, because all your sports disappeared. Uh, so unless you're lying to the pollster, it would be a little disrupted if you're an NBA fan and all of a sudden there's no NBA season. Right. To say your life has not even been a little disrupted. You haven't noticed any change in how quickly things get to your uh, door when you order from Amazon. Nothing like that. You you never ate out, so your life has not even been a little disrupted because you never ate out, apparently, because every freaking restaurant's closed. Right. I mean, what are you talking about? Your right. life has... You're trying it's, too hard to be a hard ass it's, to say my life hasn't even been slightly changed by any of this. Right. I was going to say it's not virtue signaling, but it's something close to it. We'll call it hard ass signaling. And listen, I appreciated the plucky, self-reliant tone of the emails we got. And and I also, I will concede, if you're like hardcore into the, listen, I only worry about things I can control. And that's that, a good life's philosophy. Uh, that's a good idea. But that's a my, great idea. But my other response is slightly more critical. And that is, if you're not the least bit concerned about a global economic collapse, you're a fool. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can go through the day without being real concerned about catching the virus, um, uh, you know, because I have some control over that. But, uh, yeah, the economic stuff. If, yeah, my, if you have no concern about that, you are, well, maybe you're a homeless person or something. You have nothing to lose because you are a nut job if you have no concern about that. You're going to have maybe millions of people starving around the world, and the resultant reaction to that, you could have 20% unemployment in the United States. You could have shortages of all sorts of goods from meat on down. Uh, Your business, which is fine right now, I don't know if you're aware of this, depends on other businesses functioning. It's all interconnected, and, and if none of that concerns you, the powers of socialism, the forces of socialism, have leapt forward miles, miles in the last six weeks. Well, it's expected. None of that concerns you. Well, okay, good for you. It's expected <laughs> that we're going to go four trillion more in debt just this year, which is so far on, so far off the charts of anything that's ever happened in uh, U.S. history or world history. 
Um, it's just you can't. There's nothing to compare it to. I've changed my thought. If you have no concern, you're a freaking moron. <laughs> oh, oh no! You no. are a freaking Don't moron. Don't insult our listeners. They just they haven't thought it through. They got you're the blinders on. They're concerned with their part of the world, their job, their family. I find that admirable. Let us, we'll worry for you, my single-minded friends. If you have any concern for your job, then you got, if you don't have concern for your job, you're an idiot. (laughs) Class A, moron. Again, you don't get the interconnectedness of, of, uh, of economies. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Uh, know, But but it's it's all right. People, you know, we all have our coping mechanisms. Oh, Sure. Whistling past the graveyard. Well, worry worry is different than concern to me. I realize it's slicing it pretty thin. I put worry in the category of jealousy as far as human emotions. Completely useless, only damaging. There's nothing I get out of the feeling of jealousy. There's nothing I get out of worry. I, I, try, to, I try to shun those best I can, either one of them. But being concerned about something, I, I, I slice it as, as different than that. Okay. All um, right. Where's angst in there? Close to worry. Yeah, put, put it over. Somewhere. Put it over in the worry pocket. How about stewing? Is stewing the same as worry? How about the nervousness? <laughs> I need. I need a scale. Anxiety. I need a spectrum, please. Exactly. Um, uh, some more cool home concerts going on. Uh, some of the biggest acts <laughs> ever doing music from their living rooms. Among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show. Everybody, that amazing fundraiser kicked off by Bruce Springsteen. He started the show with a heartfelt performance alongside his wife Patty and John Bon Jovi, unveiling the song he asked fans to help him write about the pandemic called Do What You Can. He also closed the show with one of his biggest hits. Take a listen. Jovi singing, living on a prayer from his living room. So Bon Jovi has a new pandemic song out. I hadn't heard that. Maybe we'll have to dig Bruce, that up and play. Bruce, you mean or Bon Jovi? Does, he does too. Uh well, that, uh, Bruce started the concert. Bon Jovi right. participated yeah. in which he sang his new his new pandemic, pandemic song. Great, uh, and uh, which that's might what be, America needed. Which might be fine for all I know. But so uh, Bruce is clearly getting work done. His, his forehead and cheeks are all super tight, and his eyes are all squinty. He's uh, a guy who's had a few too many uh, nips and tucks. And does that fit the Bruce Springsteen work in New Jersey doc guy vibe that you're getting plastic surgery as a 70-year-old? Working class motorcycle, you know, hero to the everyman. No, looking like Wayne Newton does not fit the brand. Yeah, it's exactly what he looks like. He looks like Wayne Newton now. He's got the Wayne Newton eyes. Yeah, it doesn't fit the 20-year-old working class thing, but it definitely fits the, you know, aging millionaire rock star who still wants to perform version of it. Had a giant show on Broadway, et cetera, et cetera. 
Oh, come on, Bruce. You're looking at Wayne Newton, and you're not looking to, to Keith Richards and Bob Dylan. And Come on. I would say the uh, super hot to women Bon Jovi when he was younger looks like a guy who's just aging. Yeah, he, he apparently has gotten no work done. Like whatsoever. seeing their faces back to back was pretty, pretty dramatic in in the difference of oh, that's what a, a face untouched by oh, medical hands. Bon looks Jovi's like got to be fifteen years younger than Bruce, doesn't he? He looks older. Yeah, he's he's a good deal younger. Yeah, yeah he looks older because Bruce has got the super tight, squinty eyes. He's got the Kenny Rogers thing going. <laughs> Bruce is like Bruce looks to me like he's one operation away from mockable, full on mockable, full on Kenny Rogers. Yep, <laughs> yeah, full yep. on Barry Manlow. Oh, oh Lord, uh, Mick. Speaking of the Stones, Mick has not had any work done as nope. far as I know. Nope, doesn't look like it. Some nope. people do, some people don't. Robert Redford clearly has not. Right. Uh, a lot of other like aging actors, and I'd clearly. still do them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I didn't need that. Uh, so the latest poll, this is in the in the Washington Examiner, which is unreadable because of the number of ads that they have on their website. Uh, a strong majority, 80%, still believe that strict shelter-in-place measures are needed to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. This is the very latest poll. Only 19% that say such measures are an unnecessary burden on the economy and are doing more harm than good. I would say at this point they're doing more harm than good. I would be in the 19%. Mm, yeah, I, I think so. We need to be reasonably intelligent and cautious about how we come out of it, but we must be thinking every single minute about how to come out of it and revitalize the economy. That's how we feed ourselves. It's how we significantly medicate ourselves. Well, as long as the polls are that lopsided, there's not going to be a lot of political will to change it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I told the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, that I disagree strongly with his decision to open certain facilities which are in violation of the phase one guidelines for the incredible people of Georgia. They're incredible people. I love those people. They are. They're great. They've been strong, resolute, but at the same time, he must do what he thinks is right. I want him to do what he thinks is right, Uh, but I disagree with him on what he's doing, but I want to let the governors do. Now, if I see something totally egregious, totally out of line, I'll do, but I think spas and beauty salons and tattoo parlors and barber shops in uh, phase one we're going to have phase two very soon. It's just too soon. I think it's too soon. So Trump has now completely nullified that whole issue, I think. Uh, do you mean politically speaking? Politically speaking, yeah. Okay. He's, he's, I think he's gotten that off the plate. He doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Saying, look, I wouldn't, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Sometimes Trump with his sentence fragments drives me crazy. If I see something uh, completely out of line, completely uh, egregious, I'll do. Was that <laughs> I'll do what was that as his press conference yesterday? So it was the day before at the press conference that he laid into Harvard about the money they were getting and and threatened an audit of their uh, their endowment. Yeah. That might, maybe that's what got their attention. But anyway, Harvard changed their mind 
and is going to give back the $9 million since they have a $40 billion endowment. They probably don't need a couple of million dollars of taxpayer money to keep running during this whole thing. Uh, Stanford, Princeton, and Yale also will not take the millions. I heard Harvard's defense, and it was better than I expected. Uh, it, it wasn't great. I'm I don't, not saying care. They I don't even me, care what it is. You don't get $40 billion by turning down $8 million. <laughs> That's right. You got I enough, didn't. you don't need more is all I need to know as a taxpayer. <laughs> um, yeah, and you're so full of yourself, you make me sick. The very name Harvard fills me with revulsion. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> yeah, do you want to add to that? Do you want to get the last few people that don't wince when they hear Harvard and make sure they wince? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, well said. And a fair number of like high-profile, well-known Harvard alums came out and said, "Nah, that's not cool." Right? Come on, Harvard. Right. They issued a lawyerly response because you know Harvard Law is where every lawyer has to come from on the Supreme Court, apparently. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> they called it, it emergency secret skulls meeting where they all stood in a room and touched a globe and decided to give the money back, and then Probably. drank the blood of virgins Absolutely. like they do. Oh, by the way, this is a completely, this is like a decorum etiquette thing right here. So we didn't have coffee here, as I was complaining earlier. The coffee machine was broken, and I was desperately needing coffee. Right. So I, like a big shot, started throwing around some money. Somebody was willing to run to Starbucks, and I gave them 30 bucks to run and get a thing of coffee. They brought mm-hmm. the coffee back. I have uh, I've not seen any, any, any hint of change. <laughs> is, it, is it completely uncool to bring that up? No. What do you think, Sean? Uh, I'd say let it go. Let it go. What? Yeah, I think you're well, right. How much freaking coffee did they bring back? Well, one of those crafts. But what's that cost? Well, you're not paying for the volume. Ten dollars? Oh, that's true. The, the surcharge the, the, isn't the, the amount true. of coffee. It's the fact that that's we true. it was emergency markup. And somebody no. ran there Expedi- and came back. Expedited delivery. Right. What? I, that's insane. The, the, they're, I, I, they're, can't, I can't make somebody my step and fetch it and then not pay them for it. I mean, it's it's kind of uncool all the way around. So, but are they going to drink the coffee too, or is it just coffee for you? That's no, for everybody. But so they get. No, no Sean's right, clearly well, right. I got to keep no, my mouth shut. Hell, should, no, wish, he's not. I wish I hadn't brought it up. Now I feel like a. I don't know what I feel like. You should get your money. <laughs> <laughs> you should just drink your coffee you. and be happy. <laughs> just drink your coffee. Probably shouldn't have given her. Th- Why did I give her thirty dollars? I think twenty. Why'd 20. she keep it? <laughs> what kind of greed head does that? Well, Doesn't you, even offer the change back. I think there's an, 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 some assumed uh, you buy I fly sort of thing that happens when you yeah. do these things. I think you I think say maybe. so. I would be handing you your change right now. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I was, I was, I was, oh, profiteering. We, we haven't mentioned the unemployment numbers. Uh, four point four more pe- people. Four point four million more people. Ah, million. Yeah, and that changes. Not, <laughs> there wasn't a, a fourth of a person. I was thinking just four guys filed for unemployment. Why? That's great news, Jack. Four point four million people applied for unemployment. Uh, bringing the total up, which is a low number compared to pre- previous weeks, but it's up to 26 million, which is an absolutely unprecedented in the history of capitalism. Nobody's ever seen anything like this sort of number. Right, right. Well, I think the number, uh, I hope the number continues to decline because if it starts to grow, then I'm going to, well, bit by bit, start to cultivate a taste for human flesh because we are on Cannibal- the road to cannibalism. cannibalism is on That's the right. way. That's right. Uh, A couple of good pieces of news, if you can stand that. Number one, the University of Louisville uh, stopped cheating at basketball long enough to do some science. Wow. Yeah, never forget. 
Uh, University of Kentucky's um, clinical microbiolab is processing. Oh, that's a subhead. Okay. So the University of Louisville announced a coronavirus breakthrough yesterday. The school said researchers have developed technology that it believes will block coronavirus from infecting human cells. Seeking fast-track development for the new technology and is applied to the U.S. FDA for testing approval. Uh, I'm quoting the university here. Come and play for us. We'll give you $100,000 in hookers. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. No, that's, wow. again, the basketball program. Wow. <clears throat> Never forget. Actually, every big-time college uh, sports program is exactly the same. Yeah, that's unique Exa- to Louisville. Arizona, Arizona, LSU, Duke, all of the big ones. All of the big ones. You, Some of them are you, way better at it. You allege. Allegedly, according to people who know what's happening. <laughs> Anyway, where were we? The point is not my distaste with the hypocrisy of college sports. It's this. The technology is based on a piece of synthetic DNA, an aptamer, aptamer, which targets and binds with a human protein called a nucleolin, the university said. Early tests showed that this aptamer may stop viruses, including novel coronavirus, from hijacking nucleolin to replicate inside the body. Uh, the, the piece of DNA was formerly applied as a potential drug against forms of cancer. So it, it kind of flows out of that research. So that's really good news uh, if, it, if it bears out, and we'll see. And then a second uh, similar story. This is out of Rancho Cordova, California, where scientists in the Sacramento area believe they have developed a way to keep the new coronavirus from finding the doorknob that it typically turns to enter human lung cells. Hey, now. Uh, I didn't know there was a doorknob on my lungs, but I, I didn't pay attention during anatomy. Right. It's like the key to my heart, the doorknob to my lungs. It's very similar. Fewer songs about it. Similar but... to the key to my heart. Exactly. Uh, Chris Shu, the CEO of Rancho Cordova-based Thermogenesis, said the biopharmaceutical treatment could go to market within two months. He says, we're so advanced at this because we leveraged our unique global resources. Uh, blah, blah, blah. All right. Don't give me a PR pitch. Just tell me what it is. Um... It is, uh, how do they explain the science? The coronavirus gets in the human body by attaching itself to an enzyme that helps regulate blood pressure, nicknamed ACE2. Uh, I had a dog named ACE. If I had another one, I might name him ACE2, mm. but I haven't. Nicknamed ACE2, the, the uh, long, long science-wordy enzyme has regions where the new coronavirus can easily latch onto its surface. Once the new coronavirus uh, gets inside cells, it starts replicating itself. So anyway, this company, too, has come up with what they say is a super promising uh, treatment that can just stop the virus from binding to cells. So, you know, how soon this is available at a doctor's office near you, I I cannot hazard a guess. They say it could be within a couple months, but, you know, that's the company itself talking and who knows. Well, that kind of reminds me of this. I think this is the right clip from uh, Secretary of State Pompeo from yesterday. We strongly believe that the Chinese Communist Party did not report the outbreak of the new coronavirus in a timely fashion to the World Health Organization. That's why we continue to insist this is an ongoing requirement for transparency and openness. Okay, that didn't include, but he went on to say in that same statement that they still have not let the world see the early virus, which would be a huge leap forward in terms of trying to see how it mutates, how it was developed, how it's changed over time, trying to come up with a vaccine. So the very stuff you were just talking about, they'd be way further ahead if China would help at all. 
China is an enemy. My, meanwhile, the uh, WHO and a lot of the media covers for them. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Nakedly progressive radio was just blatantly trying to fend off the idea that they have a sloppy lab where the. Just because they were studying bat borne coronaviruses in the very place that this broke out and the lab has a long history of safety violations, that doesn't prove anything. Why are you carrying the communists' water? Great, Scott. You know, China is such a great... It's like it's something straight out of the Bible. It's like something Jesus would have talked about or in the Old Testament where you have the tempter. You have the... Well, Satan. Satan was the tempter. For instance, you know, Jesus, 40 days, etc. Um, offering riches and wealth and access and your dreams coming true. But all you have to do is swear your allegiance to me. China is... Sorry, Iran. China is the great Satan. It's the great tempter. And we announced yesterday the range of options we're looking at in dealing with China, like reorienting the U.S. military force posture in Asia, heavy sanctions against Chinese officials, and revoking visas, including Chinese students. Well, I tell you what, and this is a sea change. I've been reading more about how pissed off Europe is at China. They're beside themselves with loathing for China right now, having just been kissing Chinese tukas six months ago. Yeah, I don't know what's going to, everything that's going to come out of this, nobody does on the pandemic and the future of the way we work and schools and health and all these different things in the economy. But one thing that I think is fairly certain is uh, at least something like the Cold War between us and the Soviet Union, if not full on as bad. Yeah, just with the profit uh, there, though, the the temptation, as I was saying before, that's a real change. But, yeah, the Germans are super pissed off at the Chinese, and eh, you don't want to anger the Germans. There's Uh-oh. kind of a bad history there. We have an important announcement from a band. In- Uh-oh. Insane Clown Posse has postponed its annual fan gathering over the what? coronavirus. Yeah. They refuse to risk even one juggalo life, they yeah, say. The meeting no of the juggalos. juggalo fest? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, if no. you're a fan of Insane Clown Posse, you're called a juggalo? Yes, yes. that's correct. Yes. Is there it's a reason a, it's for It's a that? culture, Jack. Okay. It's, uh, actually, there's a documentary about juggalo culture. It's worth a look. I can't remember what the name is. Do you, Sean? I, not off the top of my head, no. It got a lot of attention for a while. I watched it. It's, um, Jack, the... Uh, I'm trying to be charitable here because I'm a, ca- a kind man. Uh, juggalo culture it's in a family lot of underground. I think it was called. Yeah, that might be it. Um, it it, uh, it it makes the denizens of Tiger King look like a Mensa meeting. <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, hmm. so that's a charge. That was the most charitable way I could come up with. Wow. Uh, Listen, I, I this is more charitable. People of all sorts need a place to belong. There you go. Mm, isn't oh. that sweet? No, it was called I think, American he, Juggalo. That's the name. You saw a softer side of me there, Sean, didn't you? That was I did. nice. I did. That was beautiful. That was Thank the, you, that, Michael. That was the side of you that would let people keep the money if they ran to get you coffee. That's, that's mm, what that No friggin' way is that happening. <laughs> uh, Tucker Carlson was not taking a softer look at the stay-at-home orders, among other things, coming up. We'll play a couple of those clips. Stay tuned, won't you? Armstrong and Getty. Show. 
you may have just heard, bragged that he was surveilling people's cars and tracking their cell phone use. But even that wasn't far enough for him. Garcetti also intentionally ruined city parks in Los Angeles just so that nobody could use them without his personal authorization. We saw this week, for instance, at the skate park at Venice Beach, and people were there, so we had to put sand into the skate park to make that unusable for now. When we come out of this, we'll clean that sand out. No modern political leader in this country has ever talked like this, ever. And yet suddenly in cities across the nation, so many of them are talking just like that. It's authoritarian. And it would seem that the majority of people are okay with it, which I find incredibly troubling. I I, I usually am with the majority on things. Uh, I am not with the majority on this. Well, and even if you were to concede that various of these measures were necessary, uh, the fact that Garcetti is bragging about about them and does not even tip his cap to the notion that, listen, I realize this is crazy. It's extraordinary. It's denying people their freedoms, and I'm so sorry to do this. No, the tone is terrible. The tone is, I enjoy doing this. I'm in charge. You'll skateboard when I tell you you can skateboard. You need to understand who I am. I'm the government. You're nobody. You have fun when I say you can have fun. That's the tone I hear from all these people. Yeah. Not well, This is not what I got into government for, is telling people what they can and can't do and limiting their freedom. But in right. this current situation, blah, blah, blah. No, Eric Garcetti is a, uh, he's just, he's not a good person and for hey, the job. You can't, you can't act like those of us who are saying this, like we're crazy. I keep hearing this on, uh, you know, on the, the, the various uh, mainstream media that, that we're, the, those of us who are saying this are crazy people. It's the history of humankind. It's exactly what the founding fathers were, were worried about because every government that's ever been tried has collapsed because of this sort of thing. People in power just love telling you what to do and controlling every aspect of your life. It's something in our DNA. It's the way we're built. Well, and it's practically without exception, too. You're talking about history. I mean, this is the, I got some speakers from my work, and they're in the back of my van. It's not that 50% of the time it's a scam. It's always a scam. So even if it's necessary, it must be done with incredible care and regret. Having said that, Tucker was in Fuego last night. Let's hear clip number 40. Lockdowns stop the virus. That's what they tell us, almost always at high volume and with maximum outrage and self-righteousness, daring us to disagree. But in fact, there's not much evidence that it's true. Consider the state of California, which is one of the first states to shut down. In a televised statement, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti bragged that his city was under his absolute personal control. And for that reason, the coronavirus would not spread there. Anyone who disobeyed him would be hunted down. That's literally the phrase Garcetti used. This has really been marvelously embraced by 99.9% of people. We see it in the traffic data. We see it in the cell phone data. But we're going to hunt down that last 0.1% and say, you got to get inside, you got to cut it out, and you got to distance. We're going to hunt down people who are outside? They spent years calling Donald Trump a fascist, if only. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, and he, I'm not sure we have time for much more. Uh, he went on in that vein and made the point quite beautifully that, and it was interesting watching this with my 20-year-old daughter, who was a great deal more skeptical of Tucker's point of view than I was on this topic, but there is really very little variation at all between places that lock down hard and early 
places that locked down somewhat, places that have been pretty laissez-faire about the whole thing, a shocking and difficult to explain lack of variation between their number of cases, their curves, their fatalities, the rest of it. And keeping in mind, Eric Garcetti, that according to USC's study, there were 35 to 45 times as many cases in L.A. as you thought there were. And so, what did you actually accomplish with your, your plowing sand in the skate parks and the rest of it? What, what are we doing? <laughs> and listen, I am not a knee-jerk, you know, skeptic. Well, I am a skeptic. Um, a, a denier, a we got to open things up immediately. This is fake. It's a plot by the liberals or something. I'm not spouting that stuff. I'm just saying there is so little known our leaders had better have a hell of a lot more uh, humility in implementing these uh, these clampdowns on our constitutional rights than oh, they're, they're showing they're right now. Zero humility in Garcetti and his various statements, and again his tone. Zero humility, and unfortunately, human nature is one. If you have power to exercise it and, and really enjoy it, and the other side of human nature is people like to be ordered around and told what to do. Right. Uh, that's right. the other part that's disturbing. So, As I've said, our system was designed by our genius founding fathers, not because the majority of people want a free society with inalienable rights. It was designed this way because so many people want to be commanded. They want to be sheep. They want a king. Well, you don't get one. Yeah, well, if they're getting higher approval ratings, the more they clamp down, and that seems to be the case, um, this is what you're going to get. Well, we got to be that vocal minority that Samuel Adams was always talking about. Don't shut up. <laughs> 